Welcome to the Mikey Worthington Comedy Podcast. Uh, this is episode four with Kai Fay. In this episode, we talk a little bit more about um, some of the different gigs that he's performed around the place, uh, different crowds, different audiences, and just being in comedy for over the years and how things have changed. Really cool episode, and I'm glad to have him on the show. Um, shout out to Young Henry's for helping us out with the podcast and also the uh, Basement Open Mic. They're uh, just supporting the scene and uh, making everything run a little bit smoother and uh, keeping the uh, the artists in mind, which is really cool. Before we get into it, we've got some dates coming up. So you got Treehouse in the City on Wednesday the 9th of October, 15 Minutes of Fame on Thursday the 10th at Boardwalk Belconnen from 8. And then on Friday, there's a doubleheader show. So we've got um, Kai Fei's Thinking Man's Bogan at Civic Pub uh, from 6.30. Show starts at 7 uh, till 8. And then after that, you've got Dane Simpson's um, Hour um, at Civic Pub as well for the for the rest of the night. So check that one out. Uh, remembering also we've got Basement um, on the 15th of October. That'll be a good one. Um, and closing out the month, we've also got the um, Boardwalk on the 30th of October. So that's a uh, Halloween gig. Make sure you head out to that one. And for now, we'll get into the show. So this is uh, episode four of the Mikey Worthington Comedy Podcast with uh, Kai Fay. Enjoy. here with uh, Kai Fay at the basement, kicking off the uh, next episode of the Mikey Worthington podcast. Good to have you on the show, man. Yeah, man, no problem. Thanks for having me. Uh, we've been kicking a few mics around town. Uh, we'll get into some dates later on in the show, man, but uh, it's cool to uh, catch up here at the venue that we have a mic and uh, be able to record this. Yeah, it's a good space. I like out the back here. Yeah. So. That's like now with like Phoenix um, not running mics or anything at the moment. There's uh, it's good to have a like a spot with a stage on it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so a lot of the mics run around town actually. Don't I mean don't have stages, do they? They're just sort of yeah in back rooms and corner of bars. Or I, I love that man. Like I'd hate to have just all stages. You need to mix it up a yeah. little bit. But uh, yeah, man, it's good to have one with lighting and stuff. I know that um, sometimes at Smiths, people are like, "Oh, lighting!" Like yeah. always gets them on the back foot straight away. Yeah, yeah. So it's good to be able to have that experience before you actually go on a big stage and like see what and it's we, like. And you can't see the audience. Like, What's going on? You feel very alone up there with the, the big bright lights in your face. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I'm not quite at that point yet. I've done a <laughs> like I did the open for Bill Macon's um, thing in the last comedy festival. Yeah. Um, so that's cool having like a like an audience and things like that. Aside from just a mic or like Civic Pub, I've had a couple there that have been like sold out um, acts there. But um, what's it like performing on those bigger stages and getting like the the? Oh, dude, it's it's, it's pretty like it can be pretty surreal, man. I think the largest audience I've ever performed in front of is. Ah, oh, six seven hundred people, man. Like yeah. we're talking. Like I've done the Forum Theatre. I mean, okay. that was only. A five minute bit yeah but yeah. that is uh that's a venue dude how that, early on was that oh uh, actually uh, so i did the forum this year as part yeah. of uh deadly funny yep. but my actually my very first time on stage believe it or not man my very first time on stage was in front of 450 people Whoa. on the downstairs uh town hall yep uh, like we're talking like my first time on forever. stage man forever yeah, like yeah, yeah. so i walked out and just yeah. not even mics or anything before that or Nah, 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 like this is like up. straight up first <laughs> time ever. I just, uh, I got like wild carded into the grand final for yep. uh, Deadly Funny. Yep. Um, yep. You know, just, and I'm, yeah, I, I don't know how it happened. It was just one of those like weird series of events and I just met the right people at the right time yep, and yep. I went to some workshops and like did some stuff and next thing you know, I'm, yeah, I'm standing on stage in front of, yeah, four, four or five hundred people just doing it and it's, you know, it's in a weird way. It's like um, it's easier and harder than like than doing the intimate rooms. Like I like yeah. the intimate rooms, but the inter- intimate rooms you can you can see the people like they're a lot closer to you. And in a massive room, you're almost always going to get a laugh. Yeah, there's yeah. always going to be someone yeah that's laughing and yeah, yeah. and la- laughter is infectious. So in that in that aspect, even though it's really daunting <laughs> to be standing in front of. Uh, yeah that many people you get much better feedback whereas it's in the encouraging yeah, yeah but yeah. the intimate rooms you can you can get crickets yeah but um but in our forum man that was that was monstrous and that was probably my favorite big venue and i'll 
I actually almost collapsed when I got off stage, man. It was yeah, like really. that much adrenaline yeah. pumping through my body that I just like going down the stairs into the green room. I yeah, just kind of yeah. had to hold onto the handrail for a second and be like, wow. Like yeah, that was like, yeah, yeah. you know, big yeah. time, big time stuff. Like, That's like yeah. a, um, addictive to just getting that feeling of, I know that like I spoke about it when I had Bill on the show. Yeah. He was the MC for the first open mic I ever did yeah. and uh, at Smith's and... The second I put my second foot on the ground after I got off the stage, I wanted to just get back on there. Uh, dude, it's like it's like crack. Yeah. It's one of the best, yeah. you know. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it is an addictive feeling. feeling. Yeah. You know, you, you live and die on the stage, and even when you die, you I don't know for some reason you still want to come back because you're chasing the dragon. You're yeah. chasing. Yeah. You're chasing that big laugh. Like the good thing is though, know? like. I'm not chasing the first time I ever did it. It gets better and better. It's one of those... Yeah. Um, it's one of those, like, just when you think you've had, like, a really good set, you'll you'll hit one that'll nail it even yeah. harder. Yeah, and so you got to grow. Just keep growing as a um, performer. I remember... So, I've been doing comedy for two years in November. and um, Congratulations. Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, actually, I think... Um, I think that the... Um, the Irish club open mic is scheduled like for the exact two year yeah, anniversary. Yeah, no, yeah, so no. it'd be cool to do it on stage. Make make a thing of it, yeah. 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 But um it's one of those things where it's like the first time you ever get a proper laugh. Yeah. It just hits you like where well, like you you'll be starting to move on to the next bit and you're like, Oh, hang on, I'll wait a bit for everyone yeah. to finish up. B- laughing. And I've and never had that before. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just nail a joke. <laughs> You've had that bit where you're sort of waiting for someone to laugh. You're like, oh yeah. crap! <laughs> but nah. it's the opposite. <laughs> it's the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, it is. It's a good feeling though. Like you know, when you when you realise, and that's that's good, man. That you're already at that level where you're um, starting to be present enough on stage that you can go, hold on, they're still laughing. Yeah, I'm going to stop you for a second. And, uh, Some, sometimes yeah. I, I balls it up. Like I'll be kind of so set on what I want to say next. Um, that I'll kind of just burn into the next bit and not give it a second to air. <laughs> Ten years, man, I still do that all the time. <laughs> hey. It's like everyone's biggest complaint. You talk too fast. <laughs> Shut up. Let people, you know, let people like absorb what you're saying. So just hitting them, you know, thousand miles an hour. <laughs> uh, it's like, um, it's like I just say, um, oh well, I don't care if you're laughing or not. I've got more stuff to talk about. Yeah. So I'm just gonna keep going whether you're laughing or not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it's already planned out. <laughs> like, all right, I've only like, can you guys shut up for a second? I've only got five minutes. I got a lot of shit to get through. Well, that's actually <laughs> the hardest thing, man. Because when it is like only five minutes, and you got that sort of set in your head, yeah. I think that's where a lot of us develop that. You know, because it is, it's not an ability. It's yeah, it's almost a weakness where you just you're just pumping through because mm. you know you're like. I got five minutes to impress you, yeah, and I'm going to try and impress you as much as I can, and set an impression, yeah, you know, and and so you sort of smash through it, you know, you're like, yeah, shut up, oh, God. I got something else funny, that's that's not even funny yet, I'm, I'm building up to the funny, so I got five minutes to get everybody here to like my Facebook page. <laughs> this is just one big advertisement. <laughs> Buy Coca-Cola, like yeah. that's it. actually, uh, Malton had that bit where he'd advertise stuff that yeah. didn't exist. That's pr- like a pretty funny <laughs> concept. He does well, actually. I like I like that. Man, he's so stuff. creative. All of his yeah. things, I've n- like they're so left to field that I just wouldn't see that of coming. And then yeah. I got to because the first time I ever seen Martin, I only ever knew him from the stage. I didn't talk to him yeah. as much off the stage. It's I like to get to know people's personalities um, as well as their stand up because a lot of people have two different personalities they have an on stage yeah. they might be yeah. different from in person i try to keep pretty much the same both ways i might be a little bit more like outgoing and um, so when you're being an confident. asshole on stage you're actually an asshole in life that's what you're dude if i've been an <laughs> asshole on stage i'm dialing it back <laughs> um, but yeah so that you know some people change it up a little bit and have different yeah. or they they might have different on stage personalities I, I know that if i'm delivering different material i'm more might be more confident with it if it's new material i'm kind of more yeah not as behind it yeah i know what you mean but i mean that, you'll get there though man like you just i think like my on stage persona is is obviously much cockier than like i am in real life obviously mm. as you said it's one of that amplified version of myself you know i take that the bit that you know the part of me that sometimes realizes that maybe i'm okay on the eyes you know yeah. maybe i'm vaguely good looking and i just like that's me or like when i'm on stage like i'm that guy i just i have to be good looking you know whatever you know i probably look like shit most of the time because i'm always tired but yeah you just yeah you grab into that little bit of yourself and you're like just 
yeah, you push that sort of push that part of yourself through. It's yeah. weird, man. Like I, I've jumped onto open mics after I've done things like moved house, gone to the gym, done like workouts and stuff. Yeah. And you just think that, man, I'm that screwed. I like I'm I'm that tired. I don't want to go. Yeah. Do anything, but I'll just go. And if I can get a spot, I'll get up. And you get off stage, and you're like, how did I just give that? Yeah, yeah, that hey, last yeah. bit of energy. Yeah, sometimes know? it's weird. You, yeah, you find that little pocket inside, and you're like, what? The, where did that come from? Yeah, it's like you the know? same. It's like the same as the dessert stomach. But yeah, the, <laughs> <laughs> the dessert stage. It's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've still got a little stage time left. Yeah, just in a me. little adrenaline. Just, just a little one, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll have the cream. Come on, yeah, put the cream on top. Yeah, a little dessert time. So. Yeah, that's no, it's good, man. It's like this also been a good progression in the amount of comedy available in Canberra. I know that um, two years ago when I started, there was three mics in town. You had um, Smith's, The Front and Phoenix. Yeah. And that was it. Once a month, you had three. Three, yeah. Um, yeah and like now there's there's three a week sometimes. Yeah, yeah. so depending on how it works. Yeah, and huge. And the good thing is none of it really clashes. So, like, it's well sort of planned. As yeah, we've done pretty well to not step on each other's toes. Yeah. Um, that's obviously taken a bit of a... A little bit of courtesy from everyone and try and, you know, work around as to, yeah, not hinder the other. But I think it's really great that Canberra's finally starting to sort of explode, like, into that, that you know. And I've been trying to push that a little bit um, because I, I met this guy from Melbourne pretty much and, you know, he'd only been doing mics for, like, two years. Yeah. But I was talking to him and in the last, like, eight months, he'd done more gigs than I'd done in the last sort of three or four years because he's in Melbourne and you can gig every day. And I was like, yeah, that's just... And that's why I started the boardwalk and stuff. Because like, yeah. no, nah, there just ha- there has to be more going on. Like, yeah, you know, even if there's not the big audiences, you know, we all need stage time to grow. Yeah, in front in front of three people, three hundred. You know, we need we need stage time. So, yeah, yeah. no, it's really good. I'm I'm really happy with like sort of sort of the scene is uh is pushing forward and you know hopefully the one or two rooms have closed down recently, but hopefully you know other rooms pop up to replace them because. Otherwise, we'll end up back where we were, like you said, two years ago. Yeah. And yeah. I don't, definitely don't want that. Well, the good thing is um, it kind of peaked and then a few dropped off and it just left room for everybody to fill the gaps. So it's not like we went from three to five and now back to three. It yeah. kind of went from like three to eight, then back to five. Yeah. And it's still better than it was. Yeah, there was definitely a massive surge of uh, open mics when Phoenix closed down. Yeah. Uh, everyone was trying to it's yeah, grab that spot. It's good that um, venues around town are more accommodating for it as well. Like, without the venue being on site, usually um, y- it limits your options. I oh, definitely, definitely. And uh, and it's good the venue's being realistic too. You get some venues that are like, oh, so I'm going to have a co- comedy night here, you know, you know, so I'm going to have 50, 100 people here. And yeah. And so, oh, mate, it's probably going to be 10. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yep. probably, probably won't be big. And no, we're not charging for tickets. And, you yep. know. And, you know. Yeah. Um, People are going to bring their friends yeah. as well. Maybe you'll get a few extras. But a few extras. there's a fair few comedians rocking up to open mic. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think it's just another place for comedians to, to heckle each other and, and drink, yeah. you know. Well, so. dude, like the feedback amongst each other, you're like, dude, I like that bit where this happened. That's yeah. good. Actually, I think that I get as much out of that as I do on the stage. Like, Because you're getting both um, yeah. levels of feedback. You're getting the audience feedback. And then if you hang around and chat to other comedians that might yeah. attach your set, they're like, oh, I like this bit. Or, yo, you should do a callback in yeah, that. Into that. Yeah, into that. Yeah. And just like, I guess getting just more uh, more feedback from multiple people, yeah. even if it's good, bad, whatever. If yeah. you don't take any of it, just, you know. I say uh, any any publicity is good publicity, man, as, yeah. they, as they say. So. Well, the same with feedback, man. Yeah. Like, you, so I might tell you something that you don't take it all in. Yeah. Um, but you pick up on little bits. Yeah. Um, also, you might subconsciously... I know that I picked up on, uh, and I told Taylor this, with um, timing the delivery. Yeah. We were saying before about rushing the set. Well, he has a few bits that he needs to pause to build suspense. Yeah. And um, I subconsciously picked up on that. And after a while of listening back to my sets, I'm like, wonder what I'm doing differently that makes that same joke I told four months ago hit harder now. Yeah. And when you put them side to side, you're like, yeah, that yeah, one that there, I, the I left the time in there to let it air. I do. I'm, I'm the same. Like, i got a joke I've been telling for years. Yeah. And I've been telling it the same way. And then it was only a couple of months ago, so I went, dude, you just need to put a pause there. Right there. And just hold it for like 10 seconds. <laughs> 
and then say the last word. Yeah. And now it's turned into a joke. It's got like a like a double punchline. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like I say the joke and then I just hold that last word off and it, people are laughing and then I give them that last word. I mean that joke, man, it took like six years before anyone actually pulled me up on it. Going, yeah. You could yeah. actually get an extra laugh if you just Split that. Yeah, keep, held that single word yeah, for the yeah, end and just yeah. held it off for a little bit longer. So yeah, so yeah, definitely timing is a massive, massive part. I mean, the whole just stage presence, really. I mean, mm. I, I tell people there are lots of um, funnier people than me in the world, man, but they don't have the they don't have the um, ability to get up and talk in front of a crowd, you know. Yeah. So stage presence and timing is probably you know easily sixty percent of it. Yep. You know, not just being funny. It's funny when you see people that are like. F- in the group, they're good at telling stories. They'll get everyone's attention, tell, like, just build it up. And then they don't get that same level of response or confidence yeah. on stage. Yeah. And you're like, I know you've got it. You just <laughs> need to do the same thing. Like, um, sometimes I've heard a technique of just, I'm telling this story to that to person. That person, yeah. Um, and I'm telling this story to my mate who came to watch me. Yeah. Um, and although he's probably heard it four bloody times, like... And then once That's that... That's what girlfriends are good for. Yeah, well... Because <laughs> I um, always go... <laughs> the, good, the good thing is, is um, I kind of get on stage so that my mates don't have to cop how much I test material. <laughs> like, if I can get on stage, my mates will be like, oh, this is so much better because he's trying his material on the right yeah, people. Yeah, Instead of just like... Yeah, fair enough. Stories and stuff. I'm so sick of talking to this guy. Yeah, this, this like, dude is this just a bit. Yeah, yeah. Is this a bit. It's, it's, Shut up. <laughs> I was talking to this, uh, talking about this with Bill when um, in um, the early episode, um, and it's funny when you're talking to a guy that you know is a comedian and he's trying to bid on you. Yeah. It's even funnier when he doesn't know you're also a comedian. comedian yeah. So you're just kind of like hanging back, like <laughs> just waiting for the waiting for it, and you're like, "Yeah, man, just let, let it roll." Yeah, uh, okay. yeah. That's what you're doing here. You know? I've even done criticism, like people that I've worked <laughs> with in radio, yeah. that like, um, they haven't done comedy, yeah, but they want to try it out. So they'll be telling me a story, but with the same energy as you would on stage. Yeah. And you're just kind of like chatting face to face. You're like, all right, man. Yeah, like that's good. But, but <laughs> you got you to gotta try some other stuff. But, but like, yeah, that's good. Do that on stage. But yeah. when you're trying it on me, dial it down a little bit because you'll burn <laughs> yourself out. You'll get sick of telling it by the time yeah. you get on stage. I love when you meet people who think they're like, who aren't actually funny, but they <laughs> think they are. And they think like, they're like, like, <laughs> I've had it like when I started working at like a new job or yeah. something. and. You know, some guy will be like, oh, yeah, you know, we're all comedians here. And I'll yeah. be like, oh, really? Haven't seen you in any of the rooms, yeah, mate. Yeah, like, yeah. who are you again? Like, <laughs> and I'll try and tell you a joke. And you're like, yeah, that's, you know, I'm, I'm the funny one here. Oh, are you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah they'll keep, tell keep, you keep something, talking. some like recycled <laughs> joke. No, nowhere the lie, man. Hey, this, like, when I started, when, you know, I've been at my job now two years, but when I started there and they found out I was a comedian, yeah. one of the guys came up to me, old school fella. No way of the lie. He's like, oh, yeah, you're a comedian, are you? Yeah, I used to do a bit of stand-up back in the yeah. day. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, really? Day. He goes, yeah, man, yeah. You know, so I'll give you a joke. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, I fucking hate people saying, I'll give you a joke. But, well, yeah, yeah, you know. I'll you know. give you one. <laughs> and he turns and goes, yeah, it's windier than here than in a bean eaters convention or some crap. <laughs> I'm like, you serious, dude? And he's just like, yeah. And then he told me some, like, Aboriginal joke and stuff. I'm like, man, you have not been to a comedy <laughs> night. In a long time, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know this. This is not 1980s bloody uh, pop yeah, comedy. You didn't and you're work supporting funny 2003, <laughs> <laughs> and you're supporting ostentatious. You know, like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That would not. Yeah, yeah. No, no I'm not using that, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no way, it, was, no. it was like Pryor's warm up act. Oh, dude, he was so proud of himself too. Yeah. Eh? You just look, oh, you know. So I just, yeah. You get a few people head. that come along to mics that say they used to do it a while ago. There's been a couple in the in the past 12 months. Yeah. I, I know at least three mics I've been to where someone's rocked up that, oh man, I used to do it ages ago and now I'm back into it. It's interesting to hear the dynamic of jokes and how they've changed over oh, the yeah. years. Yeah, Even comedy, just the last five years. Comedy has definitely, you know, has changed, you know, some of it for good, some of it for worse, but it's definitely changed. Yeah, you do. So you get these sort of older sort of style comics and um yeah my wife and, yeah, my, <laughs> yeah, and but i even had one of my mike and yeah same same thing just got up and started doing like literally joke book jokes yeah and they got to the five minutes and i'm like waving him off and he's like oh you want me to finish I'm like 
Dude, yeah. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like five I minutes ago. He's <laughs> five minutes ago. The moment you said your first sentence, I was like, oh, really? Knock, knock? You know, like, no way. <laughs> Just pull out the dad's joke book from the back pocket and start tearing them out. Oh, dude. Ser- yeah, seriously, it was, it was that bad, hey? Like this, you know, so... I actually got a knock-knock joke book the other day. Or one of the kids brought one home. Yeah, so yeah. I'm trying out these knock-knock jokes. Ah, that's like, good, man. Uh, I tell you what's <laughs> funny, actually. Um, sometimes you'll get influences. For, like, you'll read a, a joke. Yeah. And then you might think, oh, I know how to make that better. Or you'll, uh, like, adapt it to a current situation. Yeah, yeah. And, and, like, without knowing, you could actually be getting good material from terrible jokes. Oh, the old school... You know, I actually I actually miss some of the old school joke book jokes. Like, yeah, I've actually got a few favourites, man. I remember like growing up, you know, watching Hey Hey, and they used to have like Australia's greatest joke yeah, and stuff. Yeah, Some of those jokes were gold. Yeah, fully like, <laughs> I'm like, man, I wish I, you know, but I don't know. I guess it doesn't really fit my style of comedy, but yep, like some of them were pretty good actually. And you do, and I mean, I've literally I remember one time <laughs> I was um uh, I was pretty like high on sleep deprivation I only yeah. slept like two hours at yeah. like 48 and I like literally knocked off work flown to Melbourne saw Rob Williams live oh really been out all night drinking Yo. Uh, flew back to like been out all night drinking slept two hours got yep. up kept drinking then I flew back to Canberra and then I went straight to an open mic I know where I went I literally said uh, just flew from Melbourne boy my arm's tired like that. <laughs> and I got a laugh would you <laughs> Like, I think it was a laugh of disbelief like it's kind of but I was just like so like wired from like the dread like Rob Williams man seeing him live is yeah definitely a highlight of yeah you know, yeah and you know he obviously sadly passed away you yeah know, sort of a year later but yeah seeing him live was definitely a massive highlight yeah that's insane man. yeah you know in, in the right circumstance and if told properly man you can bring back a joke book joke why not yeah Get amongst like it. a filler yeah just a filler yeah, yeah. you know I like how uh, some of the uh, local comedians have added fillers into their sets. Yeah. A lot of story comedians will add like a filler between their jokes. Yeah. And I, I like that dynamic because sometimes like, I got a couple of filler bits that were whole bits and I boiled them down to what was oh, important. Yeah. And now it's a good filler as opposed to a so-so like yeah. bit. Yeah. I mean, I, got, I definitely got, I got sort of two sentence jokes, which yeah. I um chop and change and interchange between bits because... If you know, I can make those two sentences adapt to yeah, you know, the, the next bit that I'm telling. You know, it's an extra laugh that you're getting in there, and uh, yep. it gives you an extra ten seconds of, of time. And yeah, yeah, you, you'll definitely if you boil them down, like you said, boil them down, and eventually end up with lots of about four or five of them. I just chop and change them between bits, yeah. especially if I'm trying a new bit and it's not working, and I'm like, oh crap, oh wait, I can put that little bit in here. <laughs> and I know I'll get like this, like you know. Keep them on track at least while yep. I try and work out how the rest of it's going to go. Yeah, remind them that you're still funny. Yeah, sort of. exactly. <laughs> yeah. I am funny. I'm, talking, yeah. I'm not just Here, I'll prove it in two I'll sentences. Prove I'll, pr- I'll prove it. <laughs> anyway, back to my shit story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an interlude. <laughs> um, you mentioned before that you've been doing comedy for... Uh, like, you've had jokes that have been running for a while. How uh, how long have you been doing comedy for, man? Uh, technically, I stepped... Okay, well, I mean, I stepped on stage... For the first time in 2008. Yep. So I mean that's like 11 years, but I've had I've had a few like sabbaticals. Like we're talking like a year, two years off. Yep. I didn't pre- pretty much didn't perform from 2012 to 2014, sort of thing. And so I've had a few. So I mean I like to think of myself as like a fifth level comedian, like a fifth year comedian. Yeah, yeah. You know, even though technically I've been doing it for like 11 years. I, I just consider myself a fifth level or fifth year comedian. So yep. getting to that stage. So, you know, maybe another five years of uh, this. Like the, at the moment, I've been performing constantly for, you know, sort of two and a half, three years. Like Solid, got, yeah. Yeah, when I got back into the game. Um, so, you know, hopefully another five years and I might make it, you know, might make it big eventually. But yeah. Yeah, it's, good, it's, man. It's been a good ride. Like I started out pretty, pretty big. I said, walked out on stage, deadly funny and, then um got a few big gigs after that. Then I got an acting gig, and we yep. um in two thousand and nine. Um, what was that for? So it was for the Hepatitis Council of Australia. Yep. And we're doing a play, a comedy based on Hepatitis C, and it was like educational as well as you know entertaining. And we travelled around to prisons, high schools, and community groups. Man, I did like ten weeks on the road. Yeah. Just like three weeks in WA, three weeks in New South Wales, four weeks in Victoria, like visiting all the prisons yeah, and, yeah. and just performing for uh, like prisoners and stuff like that. It was pretty hectic and 
Dude, that's yeah. insane. Do you reckon? Um, is there a dynamic dynamic shift in the in the audience when you're compared to like a prison crowd to like a normal one? Is the uh, different punch lines? Um, no, I mean the high school crowds are way more dangerous. I thought. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean there's a little bit of a different dynamic. Um, obviously, people are you know adults laugh at different things mm. than what the kids will laugh at. So there were bits of kids were laughing, the adults would laugh. Um, Especially with the prisoners, man. Uh, some of it hit really close to home, actually. Yeah, I actually yeah. had one or few people walk out because it was just like... Too much. Too much. It was yeah. like just too personal. Yeah. Too yeah. close to their sort of... Their story. Real life sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. So... But no, I mean, they're definitely different. But I also think, like, teenagers in high schools, man, they were bored. They're like, what the, f- what the fuck are these yeah, teachers yeah. making us watch? Yeah, yeah. Whereas obviously prisoners, man, they don't get much entertainment going on. So like, oh, sweet. Like they were Comedy, a lot yeah. more supportive and, and just a lot happier to to be doing something to break up monotony of, you know, working in the workshops or something like that. So yeah. yeah, man. Pretty interesting experience, actually. You like going around prisons and, you know, seeing the difference between prison farms and, you know, maximum security, minimum security. And, you know, yeah, yeah it's pretty, it's pretty crazy what's, what's going on there, so... Yeah, that is yeah. that's that's pretty crazy, and also to be introduced to that early on in the in the in the game. Yeah, yeah, I was it definitely it was uh, definitely a real eye opening, and not even I mean for me as a, as a personal growth experience. Yep, like it was definitely one of the biggest sort of personal journeys in in, in my life where I really felt like I uh, grew as a person and and learnt a few things. That's actually why I got this tattoo on my arm. Um, Named, he's named after the main character in the play, Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so Sick. Well, I got him after I did it. Yeah, nice. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it was definitely a, yeah, a really sort of inspiring and uh, sobering sort of experience. And, you know, you could hear all these stories. And a lot of these guys weren't that much different to me, you know. Like, I could have easily been where they were and yep. stuff like that. So, yeah, it definitely made me made me think a lot about, like, life and things like that. So Yeah, dude, I can imagine... Um, I follow a lot of artists that, you know, travel and, and play schools, prisons, yeah. all that stuff. I seen a video um, of Briggs performing. Yeah. Um is a, an indigenous um, hip hop artist. Yeah. Um and he he played for prisons, played for um juvies. Yeah. Um, and all that sort of stuff and yeah, he goes really really good, man. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. They always put on a good lunch. So, <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah <laughs> <laughs> and most of them are really happy to be like you don't you know, you don't feel like I think it was only one time, you know, I was ever actually intimidated by one of the prisoners, you know, it was, we were uh, performing to the protection unit, you yeah. know, we'd sometimes we'd do two performances to main population in the protection unit and I just remember, yeah, the only time if it was like this guy, he was in protection, just sort of sat there in the front seat, like just staring at me, licking Watching. his lips. Yeah, 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 it was like like full on licking his lips and Whoa. stuff, man. I was just like, that's insane. I don't even want to know what you're thinking yeah, right now yeah. like <laughs> but yeah, you know i came here to give you an insight into my mind not trying to work yeah, out. <laughs> but uh other than that man yeah no that was like so briggs i'm sure he's had yeah it's a great time and they're, they're happy to see you and you know most of them aren't just most of them aren't really dangerous people well not in my experience so yeah and the thing is too man a lot of people just um like you said they're people they're, yeah. they're doing their thing and they're by that point, fairly humbled by yeah, a lot of them. Yeah, exactly. They've they've lost their liberty and yeah. you know, sort of. And also, they don't get out much. Like you, you, yeah. s- you get to see a comedy show, hang out, yeah, man. kill yeah. kill some time. But um, what sort of you mentioned before, first time on stage, massive crowd, uh, no open mics before that. What sort of material did you do? Uh I just I obviously just did what I know. I actually have some of my jokes that you you still hear. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've uh. You know, like I, I bed jokes and I'll bring them back a few years later because yeah, yeah. obviously been doing it. But um, so I just, I started just talking about my name because I obviously got a bit of a strange name and then yep. I did this bit about my mum. Um, so I just talked about what I know and then um, I just finished off this stuff about my daughter, like, because yep. that's kind of all I knew, you know. So, and you know, there was a, like, like uh, kangaroo lasagna chopsticks. Yeah, I told that first time ever, man. <laughs> I, and I think to this day, it's one of the best jokes I ever wrote. You know, so yeah. I'll, I'll bring it out. But uh, um, yeah, for those of you listening, the joke, uh, you know, goes because uh, I'm ab- Aboriginal, but I was born in Malaysia, and I look like a wog. Uh, do you know how hard it is to eat a kangaroo lasagna? 
with chopsticks. Like, that's probably one of the first, like, literally, man, one of the first jokes I ever wrote. Man, hey. that pause before the chopsticks. Well, that's actually is the that, pause. Is that the pause? That's you're the saying? pause, yeah, man. Yeah. That's the actual, yeah, that's the pause we're talking about. Yeah. Because I used to go, kangaroo is only with chopsticks. Yeah, and yeah. So I'm like, dude, just, just hold pause. it. And yeah. it, it does give it a double. Yeah, double, it gives it a double, double punch. Hand. Yeah. Um, so I just, yeah, started joking about what I knew. Um, you know, I was like, I was only 26, so I was still like young in the head, and I was a young 26 as well. So, yeah. but um, yeah, I actually I got reviewed, uh, and I, I still remember the review. It's probably the only review I've ever actually had. Yeah. Um, and that was uh, <laughs> Kai Fei was uh, visibly nervous and focused way too much on his unusual last, uh, unusual first name, but proved to be an engaging presence. So. First Solid on stage, man. man. I'll take. I got that. no reviews for my first <laughs> mic. Actually, um, I do have a review for my first mic. It was. Um, oh, sorry, bro. I only recorded half of it. <laughs> well, that's better than that. Was shit. Yeah. <laughs> Some drunk guy from the back. <laughs> Someone told me that um, it wasn't my first one. Wasn't good. Yeah. But not until they seen me recently. Yeah. So. First time I went up, they're like, "Oh man, that was that was good." And then they hadn't seen me. The next time they seen me was at the comedy festival. Yeah, and uh, they're like, "Man, I thought your first time was good, but compared to that, like you you get better over That's time." Awesome, man. Well, you only want to grow. Like none of us are really funny our first time. Like. You kind of need to eat your balls first oh, time. Dude. You need to bomb. Like you need to just be shit to be good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I even look back upon stuff I did in 2012. Yeah. And I thought, I, I thought then, I, I was getting somewhere and I'd become quite good. And then I look back on it now and I'm just like, what a hack. <laughs> like, it wasn't even hacky, it was just shit. <laughs> it just yeah. wasn't, you know, the, the timing was off, the, the content was, you know, it was, it was on its way to becoming clever, but the, yeah. the, it was really sort of, you know, I was squeezing as many puns as I could, you know. So it was good wordplay, but yep. there wasn't really sort of an intelligence, a deeper yep. intelligence behind it. Mm. So I look back on it now and I just cringe. Like, but I, I, I was almost funny that first time on stage when I was in 2012. But yeah. I, think, I think a lot of people actually, they start out really good for that first time because they're putting all that sort of new energy into it. Mm. And then after like a year or whatever and I've seen so many comics do it man then they just become crap because they lose yeah. that like spark they lose that spark and all that comedy that they, they do the first time for the first is is probably an idea because no one or very few people just get up and go I'm going to try comedy today a lot yep. of them have been thinking about it so that's like like a year or two years worth of jokes that have been slowly brewing in their head and so like a good you know like a good wine you know it's it's aged it's matured so that's what they start out with they're like yeah i'm really good but then they've got to start producing new stuff and that's when they eat shit and that's when so many of them actually give up and go oh, you know blah blah but yeah. if you you weather that storm yeah you, you know you weather that storm that stuff starts you know you learn how to be a better brewer essentially and that stuff that you had starts to ferment and then like you know two years down track like yeah, and then you become yeah. like good again. You're like, holy crap! I remember this is it's like a second wind. Yeah, it's, it's like a second wind. Yeah, it, it's it's funny how like when you, so when you plateau, that yeah. when you start bombing, you know you're about to step up the next round. Yeah, when yeah. You, when you when you go down, you know or plateau, you yeah. know that you're about to go back up. Yeah, again if you keep at it. Yeah, you got to keep at it. Yeah, and that's but so many people just go, oh nah, you know, it's it's lost its fun. Yeah, but I guess that's the test of you know people who are. I guess meant to be comics and people who were, you know, dipping their foot in the... But, yeah, you're right. When you hit yeah. that plateau, if you can weather that storm, that's when you're going to you're gonna kick it up to yeah. the next level. But you've got to... It's like hitting the wall in a, in a marathon. You yeah. know, you just got to force through. yourself through the wall. It's funny when people are still going. pushing through and never had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> like, you got to know when to call it. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta, there like, there is like, a point. Yeah, or you, Or if you... <laughs> Aren't doing well. Look at maybe why you're not doing yeah. well. Don't just keep doing the just same shit on. and wondering why, and or why not, not even wondering why. Just keep doing shit and never changing anything, and then thinking you did good. Yeah, <laughs> or getting angry at the audience. Like oh, it used to be fun. Yeah, nah. Man, I've had a set where I got mad at the audience. I um, I've talked already about fucking episode. Yeah, episode four, and I'm talking about previous episodes. <laughs> um, so. 
there is times where you can do that, like, I think, and get away with it. Um, there is times where you can kind of be like, you know, there's a bunch of hecklers, no one's paying attention. Like, it, there is oh, a, there is oh, a time dude, look, and place. There are, there, are, there are shit audiences, man. Yeah. Don't, don't let anyone ever tell you that, oh, it's always on the comedian. Nah, you, you have shit audiences. But if you've got a good audience and then you just say a sucky joke, yeah. you can't get angry. You can't get angry. <laughs> Don't laugh you know. at your opener. Just yeah, spend <laughs> four minutes yelling at the crowd. But, you know, they're, they're like Bill Burr has actually got a famous... Oh, the Philly rant. Man. The Philly rant. It's yeah, up exactly, there. The yeah. Philly rant. But, he, you know, if you listen to him actually tell his side of the story, he just didn't I step out. I got seven out. minutes left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. Studs paying what, out uh, all the sports What other sports teams do you have? <laughs> oh, yeah. Fucking there. There's shit too. Yo, I tell you, um, I, there's a little bit behind the scenes from that, um, which is he spoke about it on his podcast. Yeah. And what happened was, you know that bit where he's just like, what? Like looking at the back of the stage. You're like, yeah. how about you just let me do my thing? Yeah. One of the guys was saying, that like what you basically is miming to him that what you're doing right now will live forever like this is good this, shit this is gold this, yeah this he was trying him. to tell him like that this is keep going keep, keep going yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it just you, added to yeah, it like when you, you, <laughs> you ever just get in that mindset where you're just like everyone's out to yeah everyone's out, out and you're just him. smashing everyone <laughs> but yeah like he went out and did that because obviously yeah they were just being a shitty audience the whole yeah. time but you have gigs like that like i actually had a gig once at chisholm tavern and um I got there and I was going on last, yeah. And um and I was like sober, mm. and it's Chisholm Tavern, man. Like yeah. they're drunk, yeah. They're fucking the closest spot can be hairy, oh, isn't dude. it? <laughs> but they so the the four comedians before me were yep. all very quiet talking. Uh, like I'm not naming names, but they're all very quiet yeah, talking yeah. people. And these guys chewed them up and spat them all out. I'm like, <laughs> everyone oh, quit. <laughs> this is the worst audience. <laughs> But I ended up winning because I was just like, you know what? There's only one way I'm going to get through this. Yep. And I'm gonna, that's to be as drunk as them. So yep. I literally walked up the bar, ordered six Jackson Cokes, mm. just down like five of them, Sick. picked up the sixth one and went, right, I'm ready. <laughs> and just went up. And I was just just as loud, just as obnoxious as they were. And they laughed it up, man. They, by the yeah. end of it, they, I ended up doing like 20 minutes. Yeah, like a yeah. dislike. Like I didn't remember half of it. It's, it's actually, there is a recording and I'm like, did I even say that? Like, <laughs> I don't even know what's going on. But they loved it. And by the end of it, they were like, holy crap, this guy's awesome. But yeah, but they were just being, they weren't, man. They were being a shitty audience. They yep. weren't being respectful and, you know. But having said that, you know, the comedian, it's not it's not a quiet comedy crowd. Like yeah. that sort of, that's, you know, you know, as windy as a bean eaters convention, that's yeah, yeah. just like old school hardcore pub, you know, angry pub comedy. You yeah. Know? So, you know, lucky I'd seen enough sort of, yeah, I just gave it to them. I was just drunk as they were and, and gave it to them. So, yeah, no, that's good. good. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. So, we got um, a few mics around town. Um, that we yeah. that we've opened up. We mentioned before that you know there was only like three two years ago, and now there's a few that um are getting around, uh, and a lot of those. I think we've got what three between us that, off. Well, yeah, we've got like three. Um, well, I'm about to kick off another room. It's not an open mic, but it's a, it's a paid gig. But yeah, yeah. So I'm about to kick off a third. Yeah. Yeah. So. So it's good to have that like uplift as well with um and the front coming back as well. Yeah, like, the front that, coming back is absolutely unreal because that's a, obviously the first place, a lot. It was the first place I ever did comedy in Canberra. Second I ever went. Yeah. yeah. Smiths then front. Yeah. So the front coming back is uh unreal. Um, you know, Smiths is a good audience if if that's where you want to be. Like I, I haven't been out to Smiths for a long time. Um, but if that's yep. what you want, then yeah, yeah, you could go out there. I think uh, front is probably. Front's my first walkout that I've had. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah, it was um it wasn't it was it was funny though. Like it was, a, it was one of those walkouts where it was just like legit too real for this person. Yeah, yeah. And then at the end they're just like they legit like spoke to me. Yeah. And I'm just like, Oh well, some of this shit really happens, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, you, yeah. you you, you like I'm glad you were able to walk out on it because I couldn't, I had to live through it. <laughs> <laughs> trauma, trauma is definitely uh, a, a good. I've actually tried to draw on some of the trauma for, uh, but some of it's just too hairy. Like you, yeah. you're trying to draw on, it and people's like, but people half time don't even believe it. What I'm telling is fucking true. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, eh, this shit, how it happened? It's but, a good way to get through stuff, though, right? If they oh, think it's a sometimes. joke, you can just tell them anyway. <laughs> sometimes it depends on. I mean, I actually had a. I actually went to an open mic once after a, a really bad date. 
Yeah. And I just uh, slammed this chick. Like, went literally straight from the date to the to open the mic. Thing, yeah. And just uh, slammed this chick for five minutes. I felt great afterwards. Yeah. And I actually ended up, like, it's actually one of my bits now for uh, the, the Tinder, the yeah, Tinder yeah, date yeah. with the cat and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like, that's legit happened, man. Legit that's a true happened. story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, um, so, yeah. So, I, I, I will get me through that. That moment. Um, but what did you say back when you had had a walkout? Like, is, is that well, what you said? Or no? So basically, I just said like, because um, I, I addressed it when they walked out. Yeah. I said, um, "What's it too real?" Yeah. And uh, person was just shaking their head and walking out, and then hung it. You know, the front had the like yeah, the, yeah. the fucking fishbowl yeah. yeah, window yeah. at the front. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a yeah, it's like a, a massive glass window. They stayed out the front because you can still hear it out yeah. there. And. Um, think out a second to cool down and because i was up like second last i yeah. went back out and um i'm like yeah what's the deal and i was just like yep. yeah look it was just uh <laughs> a bit too real yeah well not even too real just like kind of grossed them out i was just oh, yeah. i was basically talking about the difference between girls and guys pissing like if a girl decides <laughs> to, to decides to shit mid piss, she yeah. just stays where she just is. But a dude's got to do the walk of shame from the urinal to the fucking cubicle. That's why you just that's why you just piss sitting down to begin with. Yeah, and you just make up eliminate the <laughs> eliminate the the the, um, but, uh, the risk. Uh, but you know the one I hate is when you do a, when you do a shit and then you stand like you wipe yourself and all that and then you stand up. Then you're like, oh, I need to piss. Yeah, yeah. So then you got to turn around and like face the bowl yeah. that you've just shat in, and you can yeah. see the with your pants around your ankles, your pants around your ankles, five year old. And then and then you've got to like break the surface tension with yeah. your urine. So then the yeah. smell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he's like, oh, this is. Yeah, I and end every shit by pissing on my own shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's just like, oh, that's. I feel like that's, that's some like that's like some actual problem though, right? Oh yeah, you like you've, got, you, you've got to make a decision. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the thing is too, like the from a standing piss is a lot harder yeah so someone knows you've been in there for 10 minutes and now they're here and piss for the first time <laughs> what's this guy been doing here this whole time you've been talking to I, him I come on buddy it. come on buddy we can, <laughs> kidney stones aren't that bad you're come shaking on, it, it like yeah. it knows your money <laughs> <laughs> pulling out the floss saying go. like tie a little noose and shit <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna hurt you if this doesn't happen. You know? <laughs> Wait till we get home. <laughs> oh man! Have you had, had any other walkouts or? Uh, that's dude. That's been my only one, and it was early on. And I think because yeah. I was new, in hindsight, I handled it the best way I could have. Yeah. Um, and probably I wouldn't change much if it happened now. Yeah. Um, to be honest, man, if it happened now, I'd just be like, "That's your bad." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, But yeah. I actually checked in with them. Yeah. Um, but. The problem is people think that by walking out, they're making a big statement. Yeah. It's like, dude, I don't care. Yeah. Like, do what you want to do. If you want to walk... Like, I'm not forcing you to stay here. Yeah. A lot of the stuff... Like, I heard a story about... Um, that Bill Burr was talking about on his podcast. I'm talking about, like, early days Patrice O'Neill. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. sometimes he'd come out with the most offensive things oh, yeah. he could. Oh. And then whoever would leave... Yeah. He'd be like, good, now I can work with this. Yeah, like work with the this, crowd yeah. that's left, yeah. you guys are, stick around. Oh, yeah, man. I've, I've seen Daniel Sloss like, doing stuff and then like, you know, the crowd's divided. And he goes, this half of the crowd is actually invited to my solo show. The rest of you can fuck off. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, because these guys get it. Like, Yeah, yeah. You know, he's just like, no, nah, not, not interested. So Yeah, that's good, man. Yeah. And that, that's what happens, dude. Like, you get people all the time that... Um, think that they're making a big stance by walking out. Like, no, nah, man, like, good. If you don't want to be here, Yeah, leave. If, you, if you don't like, you know, you don't have to like... It's, it's, liking comedians is like liking actors or liking operas or something. Like, if you don't, music, if you, anything. Yeah, if, you don't, like, if you don't like, you know... I don't, I'm not a massive fan of country music. Like, mm. it, it bores the shit out of me, you know? Yeah. Like, but I... You know, I'm, I'm not a massive fan of, like, death metal either, man. Like, like the hard, real hardcore yeah, stuff. Because yeah. I can't understand you. Yeah. But I love Metallica, you know. I love, like, some of the early stuff yeah, too. Yeah. I even, like, Bring Me the Horizon. Yeah. But, um, you know, all that other stuff, like, you know. Who's a talk? I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were doing, a, a, like, Swedish death metal, like, black metal. Yeah. Nah, doesn't doesn't do it for me at all. Yeah. You just go, well, that's not not for me. And yeah, because they, I mean, they don't. Yeah, like you said they don't give a shit. They're like, well, yeah. we're not we're not doing our music for you. We're doing it for the people that enjoy our con our, our style of music. You know. So, yeah, exactly, man. Yeah. I I hundred percent dig that, and I think that um, the idea of people walking out and and you know whatever um, yeah. 
it's kind of got less weight than it used to. Like, like it's start. It's getting to the point now where people are starting to see, especially with um, more and more specials being on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it's it's getting ingrained in society that comedy is probably one of the remaining untouched um, mediums where people can say and do yeah. what they think without. I mean, they're still going to get haters, but well, it's, yeah, it's uh, there's a little bit more leniency, and I think people are starting to lean back in the right yeah. direction. Well, I think yeah, I think the walkout's starting to lose weight because people just started doing it over like really trivial stuff without any real education. Yeah. Well, like I mean, I've I've had a few walkouts in my day, or even hearing the end of the bit. Yeah, or even yeah. hearing the end of the, yeah. I've had a few you know walkouts in my day, and um. But, you know, I've also had people come up to me afterwards and, like, speak to me, you know. And, you know, I had one lady actually came up to me. She's like, oh, you know, I didn't, really didn't like this joke. I found it. Um, you were being, you know, offensive, uh, really disrespectful to women. And I said to her, you know, I said, you do realise in that joke, I'm the one, like, I'm on my, like, the joke's, you know, an acts of sexual act. But I said, you do realise that I'm the one on my knees in that joke. And yeah. I'm the one who's in the, you know, who's being overpowered. Yeah. And she was like, oh, what? I went, yeah, yeah. Like I said, that's like I'm, I'm doing a role reversal. Yes, I mean, obviously, that's a very bad thing, and you know, that happens. Um, and this was a joke about my, my missus, you know, like you know, pretty much walking to a bedroom and throwing me on the bed and going, oh, I'm, I'm horny. Let's yeah, do it. You yeah, know, yeah. I mean, like, oh, please, you know, like. But they but took it as the other they, way yeah, around. So they thought, yeah. yeah. Okay. And so she's like, I thought you'd been really certain. And I was like, no, no. And so we actually had a good like 20 minute conversation. Yeah. And I said, look, and I, I don't do any jokes without that involve my partner, that don't yep. have my partner's approval. Yep. And, and by the end of it, she's like, okay, well, I get the joke. I'm still not 100% comfortable. With, like, I'm still not a massive fan of the joke, but I get now that where you're coming, where from. You're coming from. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm glad that your, your girlfriend is okay with it. Like, you know, yada, yada, yada. And so, she, you know, we walked away, you know, sort of understanding each other a bit more and sort of, you know, both happy. And, you know, so, yeah, if you can talk to people and stuff and, but yeah, people walk out way too much about trivial stuff these days, and, and yep. so it has it has lost a lot of that weight. Yeah, if you um, keep doing something, yeah, it loses its momentum because if you if you just do it, you, you do know, it willy nilly because you don't like. If if you do it for reasons that aren't justified, yeah, then it's the boy that cried wolf. Yeah, it's, it's literally. Yeah, I, think, that. I think we are. We're living now in a society where it's starting to become that sort of yeah, it, boy who cried wolf. Yeah. You know, and people are starting to you know, analyze, like, well, why did you actually walk out? I mean, did you actually listen to it all, or you know, did you? Did you it's like, like Bill Burr, and and the the walkout line, just not the walkout line, but the the line of offense is a personal line. Yeah, that moves. Like Bill Burr even talks about his new his new hour that he's he's producing. You know, he's got like the first time he tried out this lesbian joke. These two lesbians, you know, got stuck right into him, and then they waited outside and. Blah blah blah, and then he's like, you know, they didn't want to talk to me, and uh, you know, big thing happened, and he goes, so I went back, and I've just kept doing my jokes because I know I'm I'm a pretty good comic, and then, you know, only five nights later, bloody, there's two lesbians sitting right at the front road holding hands, wetting themselves laughing. Yeah, you know, he goes, so, yeah, I mean, obviously that joke wasn't for those other people, but yeah, it's it's, it's a personal line. Yeah, yeah, you can't say that. I mean, I don't have a lot of pull. I'm a fucking five seven white guy that. 12 inch beard Yeah Like a month. glad you said beard <laughs> <laughs> Stop um, smiling <laughs> I can't Like I'm not representing Anyone I'm not like You know As a white guy I find that joke offensive I can't like Well actually I think that is The biggest problem Is people think They're representing And that's more the thing people I'm not gonna pretend That I'm representing Everyone yeah. Similar to me In appearance Yeah all I'm saying, or if I, if anything, which it hasn't happened yet, yeah, I've been offended by shit material. Like <laughs> yeah. I've just been like, that's the hackiest fucking yeah, crap. Yeah, that's hacky. Yeah, and I'm offended by that because it because you're on the same stage as I was on. Yeah, and you're bringing everyone yeah, that got on that level, stage down, down. <laughs> or whatever. But I've never actually been yeah. offended by something. Um, but if I did, I'd be on, offended on behalf of myself, not behalf yeah, of that, anyone else. And that's the problem is, yeah, people, they think that, you know, if I'm offended and I'm, you know, gay, straight, white, black, whatever, they think they're offended for all gay, straight, white, black. Yeah, yeah. And then they think, so they, they've got this massive monstrous voice and like, no, you're only offended for you. I mean, I've, I've actually walked, speaking of Daniel Sloss, uh, I actually walked out of Daniel Sloss's show um, because... 
right after my wife leaving me, um, he does his entire bit where he's deliberately trying to break people up by explaining why you should break up with your long-term spouse. Yeah. Blah, blah. And obviously, he wasn't the cause of my breakup, but he actually said things. In hindsight, he was probably right. Well, no, that's <laughs> me. Like, he actually said things that she had said to me. Yeah, right. And so it hit, hit home. so close yeah. to home, dude. I'm not joking, man. I left, like, I left in tears. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't ring Daniel Sloss up and go, hey, you need to apologise to me and you need to apologise to... Because my marriage to, failed. Yeah, yeah and yeah. you need to apologise to all people who have been through a recent yeah, breakup yeah. Yeah. because that really hurt my feelings. Yep. You know, like, it's, I just knew that at that day I happened to be in that... We're talking like a, a week after it happened, so yeah. I mean, it was a pretty it, raw it's wound. It's a raw thing, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, now I could watch it. Yeah. I'd probably... It'd still bite a little bit, but I'm not going to like well up. It'd probably bite because it... Bit before. bit so hard then, so yeah, hundred yeah, percent, man. I um, we'll wrap it up with that and yeah. um, sh- shout out our dates and stuff, man. But it's it's good to have you on the show so far. Yeah, man. And hopefully you have me back sometime. Yeah, I'll man. Watch I that, man. Dig to have you on, and I like like having repeat guests. I don't feel like we covered off everything. We um, I don't. Like, you and I can talk for fucking yeah, yeah. ages, we'll man. So. We've had some good lunches, you know. Yeah, that's it, man. So uh, cheers for coming on, man. We yeah. got um upcoming dates, uh, so. On um on Wednesday the ninth we've got a treehouse um open mic in the city from eight yeah um and then on Thursday there's you got another one on the, right, so on, on the Thursday I'm starting a, a new room um so it's going to be a Boardwalk Bar in Belconnen yep and it's a uh, based on a format I used to do in Melbourne so essentially it's called fifteen minutes of fame mm-hmm. and you're going to have four to five acts and you'll get fifteen minutes each and tickets are fifteen dollars so uh. There'll just tickets at the door, but I uh, get along that. So that, that's I'm doing it so that uh, local comedians have got a chance to try. You know, we're talking about a bit longer. Five, yeah, when you've only got five minutes, you really so by giving people fifteen, you don't have the pressure of a massive long show. Yep. But you've got the time to relax and let the audience know you. So yep. anyway, fifteen minutes of fame, four to five acts, fifteen minutes, fifteen bucks. It should be a really good night. Yeah, yeah that sounds wicked, man. Yeah. And then on the Friday the eleventh at Civic Pub. Friday the eleventh, uh, Civic Pub. Uh, doors open 6.30 Show from 7 to 8 I have my Debut solo hour uh, Encore show Encore uh, Yeah So well, the last one went so well That uh, and a few people missed it So uh, Decided to bring it back For another round So Perfect Yeah uh, ten. How do I describe it Essentially I've been doing comedy For 10 years So it's uh, Come see the greatest hits Of a man who never had A first album so. Yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's good man Ten years rolled into uh, Into, into an, an hour, hour Yeah so it's uh, And bet all that best. material Away which is sick Yeah um, And We've all uh, As always We've got um, Open mic at the basement On the third Tuesday Of every month So come along To the next one of those From eight o'clock Yeah and uh, yeah, like I said, man, cheers for having you on the show, and cheers to Young Henrys for hooking up uh, the mic with um, some of uh, some beers, and uh, yeah, just being rad dudes to help support the scene. So uh, thanks for that, and uh, yeah, until next time, man, I'll uh, catch you back here. Beautiful, mate. Thank you very much. See you around.